Hello, video viewers and audio listeners. This is part two of a Swapcast crossover between Zdenek's English podcast, Rock and Roll English, and Luke's English podcast. And we are talking again about football, more specifically the Euro 2020 Championship, which is now at its very final stage. The two semi-finals have been played. And this coming Sunday, the 11th of July, it's the final between Italy and England. And we're going to talk about that in a bit. And also in this episode, we're going to reveal the winners of our giveaway competition, which you probably heard about if you watched part one of this. So we will be revealing the... Actually, we're going to discover the winners. We're going to do a special sort of random number generator in order to discover the winners of the competitions and stuff like that. So... Do we need to re- to um, mention the prizes again, just to raise the excitement even further at this stage? I'm going to do it. So the, there are three lucky people um, stands to win free access to Zdenek's English through Role Plays English course, right? Uh, free access to the Rock and Roll English family for one month. And that doesn't mean that you will be, have actual access to Martin's actual family. But the Rock and Roll English family is like his special learning English community, uh, which normally, you know, is a paid service. But uh, three people can gain access to it exactly. free for a month. Exactly, says says Martin, who is actually there. Hello, Martin. Yeah, good. You've ha- you have agreed to give people access to your family. I have, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Um, and uh, those three lucky people will receive one lovely luke's english podcast mug signed by yours truly that's that means me so three people are going to receive one of these special mugs limited edition as well okay all right so it's very exciting stuff so with me again we have uh zdenek lucas and martin johnston uh, we'll start with zdenek hello zdenek uh, my question for you is how are you at this moment how do you feel at this moment and why Okay, hello. It's good to be back. Um, do you mean football-wise or Euro-wise or in general? <laughs> just, just generally, really. But I mean, I suppose that since you are a football fan, your mood is probably yep. very much affected by the football. So let's Every go with the football. How do you feel yep. football-wise at this football moment? Football-wise, um, well, I've been enjoying this tournament. So on one hand, there have been plenty of great matches and obviously I watched the, the England match yesterday on the other hand there's a bit of disappointment as well because my team are already out of the tournament so it's a mixture it's a mixture of emotions a little bit jealous of you two as well because you made it to the final so it's coming home now isn't it finally <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not going to sing the song because <laughs> what about you Martin well, maybe we'll talk about this in a bit but um, do you, have you been singing it's coming home um, well, I mean, I've had that and World in Motion basically playing nonstop. In fact, my wife now, I think, knows the words, the John Barnes rap in uh, World in Motion because I've listened to that so many times. But no, I don't want to get too, like, I don't want to get too carried away and thinking like it's already won because there's still a very big test to go. But I mean, even getting to the final for us English people. I mean, you've got to be older than 55 to have ever seen an English, to have ever seen, to have ever seen England in a final. And then to remember it. So my dad, for example, I think he's like 63. He can't remember when England 
were in the final. So it's it's like a new thing for a huge, huge percentage of the population. So yeah, it's a, it's a strange feeling at the moment. Things though, we you know, England, we're all obsessed with this, and we feel like you know we've been waiting so long, and this must be our turn. But I mean, you know, for the Czech Republic, I mean, have you? I don't, I don't think the Czech Republic has ever won an international competition. Am oh, I right in thinking that? You would be completely wrong, Luke. Because oh damn! Oh, they win one on penalties. Unlike you, unlike you guys, we've actually won it, and and Denmark have won it too. <laughs> yeah, the Euro, the Euros. Yes. Okay. Well, so, when? Um, when did when did when did the Czech Republic win? Sorry. Seventy uh, six. Is 76? that the one where the guy did the Panenka penalty? Is that? Yeah, okay. his name was Panenka actually. Okay, and sorry. The, and and the the Panenka uh, Panenka kick, the Panenka penalty kick was named after him. Yeah, I know so, that. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I'm saying it right. Nineteen seventy six. Okay, if it's wrong. Then... I think that might be right. Wait, what's what's the significance of the Panenka penalty? You know, when they do the one where it kind of like kicked down the middle with like a little lob. Yeah. Hold on a minute. We've got to check. We've got to look. We've got to see this. I don't think I'm going to get a copyright strike for this. Uh, Panenka penalty, 1976. Let's have a little look at the Panenka penalty. So he's giving it away. All right. I can edit. Czechoslovakia. That's not the Czech Republic. You've never won an international competition. <laughs> okay, okay. But at least we got to the final then. <laughs> in nine, in nineteen ninety six, we got to the final as the Czech Republic. All right then. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I'm just messing around, of course. Now let's get to the penalty, and it's That's a it. it's a that, clever that, little penalty, is it? It's just like um, it's the Penenka penalty. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, Here we go. You need to see it. Antonio. Cheeky, cheeky monkey. So basically, he kind of lost it. What did he do for the audio listeners, the people who can't actually see the video? What, who can actually describe the Panenka penalty? Kind of like a chip down the middle. Yeah. So the keeper normally dives left or right. And if you just chip it like in the direct center of the goal, the idea is the keeper dives left or right and doesn't save it the problem is when you do that and the keeper doesn't move and just catches it you look like an absolute idiot and we have <laughs> seen it we have seen yeah, it many yeah, times exactly premier league players have done yeah. it and they look like complete idiots but when it when it works out i think totti did it once francesco totti did yep it. he did it and gary lineker famously did it and he had the chance to equal the goal scoring record for england and he tried that and it didn't work and he didn't score and he didn't equal the goal scoring record so yeah, yeah. Mm. it's a risky one but if it if it works out it's it's amazing yeah, yeah. It's great. okay but let's say check check uh, uh uh at least the czech part of czechoslovakia have won an international uh competition in 1976 yes um slovakia weren't involved i don't know what the oh no, wait, hang on hang on hang on czechoslovakia on. used to be one country yeah? so it was czech i know i know i know slovakia <laughs> yeah and we split up, we split in, when was it, 1990, oh my God, 1993 or 1991, one of those two. Oh God, I need, I need to find this. It's a, it's Why did I do this? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to drag us into, into the 
political <sighs> ins and outs of the well, actually, partition was, of Czechlo- the Czechoslovakia. There was no war or anything. This was quite... Um, oh, thank God for that. Let's hope we don't start one with this conversation. <laughs> yeah, we... 1993, yeah. Okay. And ever since then, we, we had two different, obviously, two different countries and two different international teams. And yeah, so our second, second greatest success came after, after that. So it was in 1996 when we got to the final. It was, actually, uh, it was actually in Wembley because you, England, England hosted the tournament and we lost to Germany again uh, well, before we won. We lost to Germany uh, in the final. Okay. But yeah, I mean, at least you've experienced your team getting to a final though, because that's exactly. literally never happened in my whole life. I was actually alive. I actually saw that match. Yeah, I, I, I can person, remember but... Euro 96 very well. So I can yeah. imagine you remember it. But yeah, so this has never happened. So this for me is a crazy, crazy period. I just can't believe it. Uncharted territory. Absolutely. In, in, absolutely. In fact, I just, when I spoke to one of my friends yesterday, I described it how when we when we were 19, we went to Thailand together and we stepped off the plane and it was kind of like, whoa, what's going on? Like everything was just so different because we'd basically never been out of our hometown before. It's kind of like the same. I've just like feel like I'm 19 again. I've just stepped off the plane in Thailand. Like what what is going on? It yeah, is. It's, an, it's an exciting feeling. I don't know if I'm if I'm if I'm really uh, happy or if I'm scared. Uh, like sometimes I think I'm terrified. I'm terrified of this. I, 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 I want to go home. But then, <laughs> but then at other times, I'm like this is exhilarating. This is amazing. I've never felt more alive in my in my whole life. Um, and then other times, I'm like, yeah, it's only a game of football. So you know, it's like um, a, a mixed emotions, basically. Same, and especially for me because I obviously. As I think you know, I live in Italy, and so now it's mm. England against Italy in the final. Which, um, in some ways, it's good because lo- you know lots of people have been sending me messages saying, "Oh, like let's watch the game together and stuff." But in, on the flip side, like I can't go out to to watch it because I run the risk of getting murdered. Like <laughs> if if England win. And and even worse, if England lose, you can't sleep anyway because people just drive up and down on their cut with their cars, just going eh, 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 for the next two hours, yeah. which happened when they won the semi final. Um, so if there's one thing I think would be like that you don't want after losing the final is having people rubbing your face in it, hitting their horns whilst you're trying to sleep. So it's, it's going to be a difficult situation. It's going to be hard for you to 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 watch the game, though, isn't it? Surely that, uh, you're going to be surrounded by Italian people. Exactly. Well, if England score, you'll be well, like, yeah. Well, well, his wife is Italian in the first place, right? Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, um, and she said to me, "Oh, like because you can't go out." So she said, "Maybe we should invite lots of people around." And she said, "Like we could invite like so and so and so and so. Like they're all Italians. I don't want to be like watching it with like fifty Italians and just me." Um, so yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. Okay, so it's now time to reveal the winners of the magnificent competition giveaway that we announced in the first part of this uh, this Euro 2020 double swapcast, triple swapcast in two parts. Is that five episodes? I, I, I don't know. Anyway, um, it's time to announce the competition winners. In fact, we haven't picked them yet. 
So the way this worked is that we asked people to give their name and email address uh, using our Google form. I'm afraid if you've just found found out about this now, sorry, too late. But uh, we had, I think it was 345 entries. Is that right? I think it is. Well, we, had, we had we had more, but we had some people who cheated, <laughs> and um, you know, people who were just like writing their email address in again and again and again. It's like you know, sorry guys, that did not work. Okay, like, we're not. I saw equi- those equivalent. Yeah. yeah, it's like the equivalent I, of Sterling jumping on the floor. Yeah. That kind of thing. There yeah. was a yeah, people trying to bend the rules. Of yeah. course, yeah. people entering the their email address again and again. Um, we noticed, all right. So those those duplicate emails have been removed. So anyway, end of the day, it's three hundred and forty five uh, entries. We need to pick three people randomly. Hmm. Uh, those three people will be the prize winners. So what you can see here is this is this is maybe a bit confusing. If I put zero on that, let's see if I okay. If I put ten on that, that would that would be ten people. Okay, and we've got a spinning wheel with 10 numbers on it. We don't have 10, though. We've got 345, which looks like that. Okay, so that is 345 numbers on a wheel. Each one represents someone who entered the competition. And what we're going to do is spin that wheel, and the number that's revealed will be, uh, you know, select that will be one of the winners. Okay, let's go. Are you ready? Here comes number one. Okay, spin the wheel. As the wheel spins, who's it going to be? That is number two. Can I count? I think I can. That's number 225. So now we need to go here to the... That's not one of the winners. That's just a person's name. Okay. This is the person. This is number 225. It's Fala from Indonesia. Congratulations to Fala from Indonesia. We've got your email address. It's down here, but I'm not going to reveal it to the world. But Fala from Indonesia, you're going to receive emails from me, from Stenek, and from Martin. Congratulations. (laughs) Amazing, amazing stuff. Okay, let's pick the second person. Are are we going to remember this? Yes, because it's being recorded on video. So we will be be able to remember. Next next person. I'm removing that. I'm removing Fala so he or she doesn't win it again. I don't know if Fala is a boy or a girl. But uh, anyway, let's carry on. Here comes number two. Spin the wheel. Who's it going to be? Very annoying annoying sound of a wheel, I think. (laughs) It's number 202. Who is this going to be? Who is number 202? As we find out, it's Mana from Japan. Oh, omedetogazaimasu. Congratulations to Mana from Japan. Yes, you will be receiving emails from the three of us. Uh, Well done to you. I expect you'll be celebrating with your friends, regardless of what happens in the Euro 2020 Championships, because that coming from Japan, you don't care. Let's move on to the next person. Um, spin the wheel. Very annoying noise. <laughs> the winner is number 78. Who's that going to be? Let's find out. Number 78 is Ying from China. Congratulations to Ying. Wow. There we go. So Ying and Mana and um, who was the who was the other person? I don't remember the name. Fala. Fala, Fala. that's right, Fala. 
and Mana and Ying, congratulations, you are our winners. All three of them, not from the continent of Europe, uh, but apparently you're still interested in the European Championships, which is obviously great. Um, I did actually receive some comments from people saying, I'm not, I'm not from Europe, but I'm really interested. In, I love in, uh, European football. So nice one. Great. But of course, we know that the real winners will be the, 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 the players and supporters of the team that will triumph ultimately on Sunday the 11th of July, um, when the European Championships will be decided. And then, you know, football will continue. It's not just the end of football. They don't just win football. Football then continues and there'll be another game after a few months, another important game. That's the beauty and joy of football. But anyway, there we go. Congratulations to the three winners. Right, should we all just say congratulations Congratulations. 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 Well done. Well done, everyone. Okay, back to the conversation. How should we approach this? Should we talk about England versus Denmark at this point? Um, let's do that. So it was England versus Denmark last night. Obviously, there are so many other games that we could talk about, but uh, you know we are going to end up focusing on England just because Martin and I are are, are both English, and uh, there's more than more of us than there is of Zenit as Denik. So if he tries, to... and this is a learning English podcast, only just well, by so. one. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. It is a le- it's a learning English podcast. Although, I mean, yeah, okay, fair enough. English is in there, so I suppose that's that's the, exactly that's, some that's the, something. Yeah. That's the justification. Connect. Well, anyway, let's start with the uh, England versus Denmark, uh, and um, so I- I'll ask you. We were talking about where to watch games and stuff. Where did you watch that game, um, Stenick? Where did you? I, I'm assuming you watched it, and you didn't. You weren't just like um, still upset about. Uh, the previous match but um you would be surprised there was a bit of bitterness in there as well because obviously we got knocked out the czech republic got knocked out by denmark um in the quarter final which was the round before this one this was the semi-final so there was still a bit of like oh i wish i wish it i wish it had been us there you know but it was it was what it was and um i was trying to just enjoy a game of football as as a as a neutral um obviously Denmark it's it's an amazing story right what what they have been through with uh, the Ericsson collapse and like if you look at the map of the world I've seen I've seen it on Facebook I've seen a meme where who's who actually supported uh, England were only people from England and everyone else were, were supporting uh, everyone else was supporting Denmark you could see the flags everywhere literally everywhere in wales in scotland in ireland every single european country supported denmark because of the story because they they were the underdogs yeah so i was i was a bit torn myself yeah because obviously i love i love the language you know i i have a lot of english mates and um but that that, that go that that goes both both ways right so when when they win or if 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 they won which you did if they had won, which you did, mm. um, that means you would go to the final and you would be throwing it into my face. I would have to see all those statuses. There's a bit of jealousy in there, right? <laughs> but at the same time, I'm happy for you too because you haven't, you haven't really won a major tournament for a long time. And um, there, have been some, there has been some injustice that uh, Actually, was done yeah. to you, like the Maradona um, handball, uh, the the goal scored again. Um, the goal that didn't happen. The, 
Lampard yeah. goal against yeah. Germany. So I was like, okay, well, fair enough. And you deserved, you deserved, you won the game, obviously, against Denmark. You won 2-1. Two, two mm-hmm. uh, you had to turn it round because uh, the Danish scored the first goal. It was a fantastic free kick. Really good, yeah. Yeah. And then you, you were, let's be honest, you were the better team. It went into the extra time where you pretty much dominated. But there is a but. It was a very <laughs> soft penalty, I, I must yeah. admit. If that had been the other way round. And and now, so I, let's say I woke up today, England are out of the tournament because a penalty like that, I would be fuming. But the only way I kind of justify this to myself is because like you mentioned, that that has happened to me before waking up with that feeling of injustice. So I kind of think it's our turn to have what we say in English, the rub of the green, like uh, just like a bit of luck, basically. Hmm. Mm. Going back to that thing about everyone supporting Denmark, it was quite interesting because you got the sense that, yeah, they not just that they were the underdogs, but the fact that one of their players nearly died for some reason was like the most motivating force. Um, and before the game, people were sort of saying, oh, yeah, Denmark, it's a fairy tale, right? It's a fairy tale that they... That, why is it that when one player uh, doesn't die... Uh, this suddenly gives the team this massive push. Like one of our guys survived. He's in hospital. He's fine. But this is the force that we need. I don't know why that was, that became a fairy tale. I think it was because he he came close to death as well. Not but he why, didn't just like survive. Like he, he finished the match and he was still alive. Like it's like, interesting. Yeah, like a, a brush with death and is is the is the uh, X factor in football. Yeah, that you, you know, that you I don't know. It's just a bizarre. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really. Thing. I'm not really surprised to be honest because you realize that at that point, uh, I, I saw that match. I was watch. I was watching that match when it happened, and it was shocking. It was horrifying. Mm. And I couldn't believe it. And then, like, what happened after that? Like, how they, how the whole team stuck together, like, how, how they managed to get out of the group stage in the second place with just three points. And yeah, I feel, it, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I feel now like you're deeply insensitive scumbag now because i've i've essentially making fun of of what could have been a terrible tragedy and i did see the footage as, as well and it was horrible well, and all the players crowding around and they they were there there were tears people were crying it was really a, a very emotional moment and then there's me making fun of it but uh <laughs> but um yeah i suppose i mean the the in football, in, in in international competitions like this, it's not just about the, the 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 quality of the players you've got on the pitch, but there is some other uh, factor, some magical factor, which is awesome. which which gives players motivation and drive and some, the desire to to win, and something like that kind of emotional thing bringing all the players together uh, was a huge thing. I thought it was going to make the difference. I I just felt like maybe this would have meant Denmark. Well, would have been more motivated. But I, I have to say, I think England played pretty well and we, we controlled things. And yeah, but the penalty. Mm. That, that, that was that, that was kind of like, I, I just kind of felt bad a bit there because I thought that, because although, like you said, we dominated the match and everything, I kind of think that was the Denmark game plan. They kind of knew that, but we weren't really creating a lot of chances. So I think they were happy with that. that I didn't think that was like, yeah, well, okay, dominating the match like and the ball but 
not really getting that many chances. And I kind of thought that was probably their game plan. And then to score a goal like they did with a free kick, a corner, something like that, that I think was their game plan. So but to them honest, to lose in that way was tough. To be honest, they did look very tired, the Denmark team. Mm. You had you had way more energy. I think the, the, the match against the Czech Republic, it was also tough for them, you know, because they were defending the lead. It wasn't, it wasn't an easy match for them. It wasn't like they beat us and dominated the whole match. You know, it, mm. was, it was an even game. They just scored an early goal. And so I think I think they they have really uh, sort of surpassed themselves. Is that an expression? They have. I think so. I they think surpassed so. themselves. It is now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I, I'm pretty sure it is. And the first goal in that game shouldn't have been a goal, should it? Because that came from a corner that wasn't a corner. Wait, wait, well, wait, wait. Sorry, that. sorry. Hold on a minute. You, the you first, the, the first goal in which game? Well, we're talking have been about the Czech Republic game now. Yeah, the Czech Republic game against Denmark. Denmark. Yes. You, okay. you say that that that's what everybody thought at that moment. It happened, I think, in the fifth minute. But then uh, later that evening, there were there was a footage, which kept coming from BBC, showing that it was actually a corner. Uh, so okay. it looks like it was a corner in the end. Mm. Um, I thought, though, that uh, let's just go in my head that it still wasn't a corner. That was another argument for my non-VAR thing, because <laughs> at what point do, does VAR stop? Like, because then if, you know, a goal scored from a corner, do you then take it back and say it wasn't a corner? And even last night, this I thought last night was a perfect example. When the penalty happened and the referee, and when I first saw that, I saw Sterling jump to the floor. I actually said, oh, like, get up, like you're embarrassing and then the referee i could see pointed to the spot to give a penalty and i i was like you hesitated then, yeah. yeah and i and then i when i saw it i said well that's definitely going to be like ruled out now because var's going to look at that there's no no one can tell me that's a penalty um and so that that's just kind of what i think anyway it's still a matter of opinion so there will still always be controversy and everything anyway so if it's going to be there anyway, just it slows down the game. So just get rid of it. Do you know what I think? I think if if uh, the referee had hadn't blown the whistle, VAR, VAR wouldn't have overturned. No, it. of course not. Because because it, it, I think I think they just they, they just they were just they, they're there just to sort of see if the referee made a clear and obvious error. Mm. And apparently, he didn't in this case, which surprised me a lot. But it was I guess there was a bit of contact there. Um, there was another incident in the Italy-Belgium game where he gave Belgium a penalty. And again, that was never a penalty. And even in that situation, I said, well, VAR's here. Like, so now that's not going to be given. And it was. And you just think, well, what's the point in anyway of this thing? Because there's but still the point, just... I think the point is that with, the, let's say, the, uh, the Sterling one, England-Denmark, which and we all agree, I think, that in our opinions, that's mm. not a penalty. But then there is some grey area in how you decide when there is a foul and when there isn't a foul. And, you know, at its at the heart of it, a foul is when the defender plays the player before they play the ball or they, they make contact with the player without making contact with the ball. And so with the Sterling one, I mean, Sterling did a dive, right? I think. I mean, he of let's course, say he no made doubt. the most of it, right? Yeah. So I think there was <laughs> contact, <laughs> but he did, you know, do that thing where both his legs suddenly came from underneath uh, yeah. him, which is just totally ridiculous. Like, that's not how it works. It was obviously a dive. Yeah. Um, but um, but I think there was some contact. I think it but also depends on the intensity. 
of it's not a contact sport right? is it it's not boxing it is a contact it's, it's not contact if you sport. touch someone it's a free kick like, sure. if I, if and i touch you and then it's like oh well, that's a free kick right. now like okay. the, touching <laughs> not sexual does happen um, and sexual sometimes and you sexual. see the germany france game <laughs> Uh, I there was some biting and stroking oh, involved. Okay. Oh, really? Okay, well. Um, but yeah, touching does happen. I think it, I think it depends on the intensity. And mm. also, uh, um, which intensity part of, of the touching is still sexual. Of the, oh, <laughs> the contact. <laughs> Sorry, go on, go on. And which, which part of the body also you Ooh, make the contact yeah. with? Because if it, you can like, you can be kind of rougher with your shoulder for example yeah okay this, it's not nothing sexual again x-rated this podcast <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i mean we could debate it all day and all night but the fact is that um yeah i mean it, it we think that he dived and it probably wasn't a penalty but it's very hard to make that decision even when you got var backing yeah. you up or or not um i think that even with var you could still argue about that decision. Uh, he dived, but there may have been contact anyway. I mean, I, I don't know. Anyway, it's, don't know. there's nothing that can be done about it. Exactly. Now. Um, the fact is that it was a penalty. Peter Schmeichel was a mate, uh, not Peter Schmeichel. Uh, his, Gasper, Peter Schmeichel Gasper. was amazing in 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 having this boy uh, who became a great goalkeeper called Casper. Casper yeah. Schmeichel. Casper yeah. Casper Schmeichel was absolutely fantastic. He was. Um, and uh, and he saved the the penalty, uh, but then you know he couldn't you stop know, it. Yeah, look, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but there's another uh, another piece of controversy actually. Yes, and and I don't know. Yeah, laser. Martin, yeah, Martin knows. Yeah, the laser. The, Somebody was pointing a laser at him, and there there's, there are images of that in the media. And there's also some more um, controversy that I didn't see when apparently just before the incident for the penalty there were two balls on the pitch yeah yeah um, right. which which I, I didn't know i, I only saw that today on, on the on the czech tv and the commentators that was the first thing they said they thought really i, did, I didn't notice but wait where were, where were the two balls obviously one was on the penalty spot where was the other ball no no no, no, no. before Be- oh before when before sterling was running with the ball to get on the right to get the on penalty. the right hand side there was a ball and he he went past it like it was like literally like one meter away from the other ball and I so when there are two balls on the pitch, under normal circumstances, the referee blows the whistle because it's confusing for everyone, right? So the referee blows the whistle, but he didn't and let the play continue. And then there but was the I, I must admit, though, like, so I didn't notice that. And yeah. um, uh, I didn't see any of the players actually complaining about it. So I don't think that put anyone off. Like, I don't think anyone was confused of like, what ball am I supposed to be going after here? Um, so yeah, the game should have been stopped, but I don't think that the, the penalty was more of an injustice to me because, um, that wasn't a penalty. Like the ball, I don't think anyone saw that. And the laser as well. Again, though, I can't, I, I don't think we can say it put Schmeichel off because he actually saved the penalty. Yeah. Um, it helped him somehow. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he was just like jumping out the way of the laser of like, ah, oh, and then ended up saving the penalty. I'm not sure, but, um, <laughs> I mean, he did actually save... Danish, Danish fans did that then. <laughs> I don't know. I don't um, know. But yeah, so I think, again, of all of these, th- the three things, the laser, the two balls and the actual decision. But for me, the, the worst was the actual decision and the idiot that was like putting this well, laser in his face, obviously. For me, it, I, was I... The, it was the balls as well, because the thing is, Martin, 
uh, when you when you see two balls, you expect the referee to blow the whistle but, because that's I, normal. Yeah, I agree. But and it I wasn't somewhere on the line. Or, I I, yeah. I agree. But what I'm saying is, I didn't even notice the two balls. I didn't notice anything about it until today. So the next day, and I I was watching it on Italian TV. No one mentioned that, and the players didn't seem to stop. So I don't think that caused the problem. I don't think anyone was confused with the two balls. Well, in any case, what's happened, uh, what happened, happened. And uh, we're now looking back with hindsight. But, um, you know, England are through commiserations to to Denmark um, and uh, their fairy tale has come to an end. Uh, But uh, here we are. Um, Where did you watch the game, though? For some reason, I'm slightly fixated on this location of viewing question. uh, Martin, where where did you actually watch this game? Um, so I had a lot of difficulty deciding about this. Um, I was tempted to go out and have a few beers, but I mean, I was still recovering from Saturday. Um, and the other thing stopping me watching at home was during the Germany match, which I watched at home. I was jumping and shouting a lot. And my small daughter, who is like not even five months old, was crying a lot at me shouting. And I think she thought, I'd like lost the plot and was going to smash the house up. So that kind of put me off. But in the end, I, I had I decided to go with home to watch it at home just so I could be with my family to live the moment as well. Um, so, so yeah, I, I watched it at home. With the rock and roll English. Right, I just family. wanted to yeah. say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Stenek, what about your choice this time? Yeah, obviously, uh, for me, it was not uh, so difficult to decide, like for Martin, because uh, this game didn't bear as much significance for me. Um, So um, I watched it at home on my laptop. And um, yeah, I I was cooking myself a a dinner as well while doing so, a late dinner. Okay. Um, But yeah, it was was cool. I watched it in in a local English pub, which had a combination of some English fans who were singing and cheering in the way that you would expect or hope and some people who were wearing England shirts but under further investigation it turned out that they had almost no allegiance to England at all Um, and they were only there because someone else had asked them to come and and so on so it was a bit of a weird one but it's so the question I I wanted to we were talking before about uh, the best place to watch a game and I think I've worked it out. I think basically, here, here it is for me. Um, I like the atmosphere of being in a pub and the moments when people celebrate and just the general atmosphere of it. But the thing about being in a pub is, A, you drink too much and you get all hung over the next day, which I am suffering from today, I have to say, a bit, especially since we had to get the table really early. And of course, if you get there early, then you just drink even more. Um, you know, you could just not drink, but I mean, for some reason, this is impossible. Um, so there's the atmosphere, but also um, you you can't really enjoy watching the game that much. There's a lot of drink. like the other people around all talking about other things and it's just like really i just sort of at one point wanted to stand up and say to him can everyone just shut up and just talk about the game only i only want commentary you know yeah um, whereas when you're at home you get to enjoy the commentary on the tv and you know you can actually focus on genuinely what's happening plus in the pub you can never see you're always kind of straining your neck there's someone elbowing you in the in the ribs yeah you need to sort of do i always think some research before about like the setup like 
is there a like big screen like where are you going to be sitting decent sound because there's nothing worse than like when you can't hear the commentary or the even just like the crowd like you can't hear it at all i've actually been in pubs before where like there's it's literally there is no sound and you're watching it in silence and it's just it's just not right just don't Mm. feel like you're a part of it um so yeah how always do research about the setup it's like an operation it's got to be planned very carefully you've got to like absolutely you know, work out the how you get in and your whole extraction um uh you know <laughs> system of like how you're going to get in get out you know you need a SWAT team in yeah. order to watch a England a football game in a pub properly you know you need to be in the SAS or something to actually do it <laughs> properly um but um I wanted to ask you Martin that you you actually watched the England Czech Republic game was it England, Czech Republic? Um, or Germany? You, Ukraine, Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah. Okay. Um, the last 16 match. Yeah. The last, the quarter, the, the last the quarter final, match. my bad. Quarter final. Quarter final. Yeah. You saw the quarter final against Ukraine in Rome. You yeah, unbelievable. Went, you went on a road trip to Rome. You, you know, you did a, a, an episode of your podcast about it. Yeah. But can you give us the sort of like the reduced uh, quick version? Okay. What was that like to be there in the stadium? Unreal. Unreal like a, a, a dream come true i described it uh, is how i described it on a podcast which it was i've never seen england play in a, in a major tournament um so to be there because i had no idea so i watched the england germany game and then i thought england were playing all of their games at wembley and then one of my friends said oh they're playing in rome next and i suddenly thought oh hang on um because england fans couldn't come out and then there was something about um, it's, it was tickets were only available for British citizens living in Italy. And I finally thought finally an advantage of being <laughs> a British citizen living in Italy. Uh, I actually called the, the British embassy and was quickly told that I was talking to the wrong people about getting tickets for a football match. Um, and then I met up with a few friends in Rome and just the atmosphere as well. I mean, probably on TV, probably didn't, I don't know, you can tell me, it probably didn't look like there was a great atmosphere because it, it wasn't so full. But where I was, there were loads of England fans. And then the, I mean, England dominated the match as well, which was, it was strange, like seeing, but not being nervous while I was waiting for like them to score a last minute goal or penalties or something like this. And then again, even after the match, because everyone was just like on cloud nine, the sing the the song which I, I i think we were probably singing this for about an hour after the game which was that don't take me home please don't take me home which i th- think i mentioned on the podcast when i sang that to my wife she said oh i'm happy to see how english hooligan football fans still put the word please in their songs of like <laughs> they're, they're, they're just polite hooligans so yeah please yeah. Uh, uh, i want to stay here drink all your beer please don't please don't take me home and i mean at that point as well i was thinking i want to stay here and drink all the beer forever like i don't <laughs> i don't yeah. know if i do want to go home this is so good um and yeah and then next day woke up without a voice um, and it wasn't actually a road trip by the way i actually took a plane because sicily to rome um yeah it's an island isn't it yeah and i mean you you could drive it would take just a long time and or you have the choice of paying like I think I paid twenty euros there and like fifteen euros back Ryanair to get to Rome. So that was a better option. So yes, it was a unbelievable. But I wish I could actually put it into words of how how good it actually was. 
Um, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, Martin, do you think the experience would have been different had you lost? Of course, of course, it would have been totally different. There would have been no, no one would have been on such a high after. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've been to other football matches and after a win and after a loss, it's a completely different story. So, uh, and the the way we won as well, I, like in style kind of thing. Um, so then everyone was like, it was kind of like a party atmosphere. There was one point when everyone was singing like to the England manager, Southgate, give us a wave, Southgate, Southgate, give us a wave. We did that for about 20 minutes. And then all he did was this after about 20 minutes. And then the place what, erupted. A little wave. A, a little, little wave, wave. A small like wave this, with a Kind hand. of like the Queen. Like, kind yeah. of like the Queen. And then I just kind of thought it's a bit crazy how just a, a man just doing that with can make hand. a crowd erupt. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just an absolutely brilliant experience i can imagine because i've been myself to a game uh, a major tournament game mm. my team czech republic was in back in 2006 czech republic against ghana in the world cup in oh Germany. wow wow yeah i think it was in Köln. and what was the and score did you win we lost two nil to, oh. we, at that at that point we had we had that, that brilliant team that that did so well in euro 2004 with mm. milan baros and and Tomas Rosicki and of course, and, yeah, uh, Pavel Nedved and all these br- brilliant players. So, um, but I have to say, despite losing that game, like it's it's a memory that you know will mm. stay with me forever. Yeah, it's, it's just amazing. Yeah, so I, I can relate to Martin's experience. Mm. Um, and some of my close friends have got tickets for the final, um, and they they bought the tickets before last night's match, and the tickets cost like more or less a thousand pounds. And and when they told me that they'd got tickets, I said, well, the only good thing is if England lose tonight, <laughs> I will actually be, in, it'll make defeat more bearable because I'll be laughing at you that you've spent a thousand pounds to watch Italy versus Denmark. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, all right. Well, what's going to happen then? What do you think? Any any predictions um, for this for this final? I mean, Italy. Oh, They've been the strongest team without a shadow of a doubt, I think, in the whole tournament. Um, the, the defence, yeah, they started well. I mean, they they like. I think the first game was it. I think Switzerland was it. They beat Switzerland. Turkey. I think Turkey, Turkey. Yeah. but I, that, didn't they also they beat Switzerland three 0 Didn't they? Um, um, and then Switzerland actually turned out to be a quite good team, um, who then beat France and nearly beat Spain. They lost on penalties, and like Italy tore them apart. Like they they started really well. So they beat, and then they beat Austria in this, the last 16, which they didn't play so well in that game. Belgium, everyone was talking about Belgium. I thought 2 1 was actually like flattered Belgium. Com- comfortable win, yeah. Yeah, and because that was never I, a penalty, it should have been 2 0. I have to say, um, the, Czech, the Czech team, we played Italy in um, the pre tournament friendlies, mm. in one of the friendlies. And we lost four four nil or three nil mm. or something like that, and they were all over the place. We stood no chance whatsoever. And now watching all these Italy matches, I have to agree with Martin. They mm. they look like the team that could win this tournament. Yeah. Uh, I, think I, st- stand- I think you do have a chance, but I would say they are the favourites, not you. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I think though, so we've obviously got home advantage, which which is one thing. It's massive and, for that too. Yeah. Um, and I also think that we will play kind of like the Germany game England played, like 
a bit more defensive and but we've still got good attacking players so when that ball goes in in that area of the pitch we can still do something so i think we'll change the way we play i think italy uh, you know classically they've always been a great defensive team Mm. Like very hard to score against Italy. They say catanaccio, which is like like yeah. a lockdown kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, England, Scotland, they kind of did a bit of lockdown then, didn't they? The Scottish. Mm. Uh, they Could you say that they parked the bus? Mm-hmm. Uh, did they do that? That's I, an expression, I, listeners, viewers, to park the bus means, imagine parking a bus in front of the goal. Mm. So it's completely blocked in a way that the, the team parks the bus in the sense that there are just lots of players defending the goal and it makes it very difficult to score um but if yeah scotland sort of uh, made they were very very defensive it was in england just couldn't really get through couldn't really penetrate the box Mm. um we haven't shown great uh, ability to penetrate uh this so far i think a little bit you know obviously ukraine we scored four goals but i'm not completely convinced it's going to be very hard for england to you know get get in get the ball in the goal the thing yeah. is you you say this but i think this italian team it's not just that like there is a bit of that as you mm-hmm. said very well organized defense every player knows what they're doing but they're like they're a real team like if i you agree compare them uh, 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 if you compare them for example with france where it was just a team full of individuals and players totally with big agree. ego and that's mm. why they went out deservedly beaten by Switzerland in in my opinion which was in my opinion the best match of the tournament yeah without a doubt yeah that's amazing yeah, yeah. so, I, so- I, I, obviously that you know because I live in France that was a big thing and I was out uh, watching that and um yeah France got three goals uh it was three one to France mm. and you I almost switched that, off at that point the, I thought the, this the players, is it yeah. the players switched off a bit too yeah. and Switzerland were really hungry they really wanted it and you get they got the impression that the French players kind of like switched off a bit and yeah, Switzerland came back and uh, yeah. But, but I don't get this feel, feeling with, with the Italian team because, okay, no. I don't know whether you knew these players, some of these players like Immobile. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, know, I, I know. I didn't I, I, know them very well, actually. No. And, and I, think, I think that's it because they are a real team and they work yeah. like a well-oiled machine and they just, they just know what they're doing. And they, and they are better than Spain for me as well because Spain, they are just passing the ball around and... Mm. The Italian players, they have real incision and they just, they just have, they, they, yeah, they are uh, um, ruthless in the attacking attacking zone. And I I totally agree because yeah, if I think of years ago, the Italian team with like, like Totti del Piero, like Cannavaro Nesta, like I knew all of the players, but like you said, I I mean, I I know a few more because obviously I I live in Italy, but there are still not uh, quite a few players that I, I don't know. And they haven't got like that star. So like, you know, like yep. France have got like Mbappe and like the like stars. And- yeah. And I think this is exactly similar to England um, in. So for example, years ago where we had like Gerard, Lampard, Beckham, mm-hmm. Terry, Ferdinand, like Rooney, all of these yep. huge stars. Whilst now, I mean, obviously, like, I suppose Harry Kane, but I mean, still, I mean, sort of only yeah, but- plays for Tottenham kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so we, we, I don't think the same as England now I think we play much more as a team I've read things as well about in the past in the England team there were there was like the Manchester United table the Liverpool table the Chelsea table whilst now you can see they're more 
of a group and like every no one cares about who you play for it's like exactly. we're a team i can see that yeah as well i can mm. see that there's a lot of to- togetherness and yeah players like sticking sticking for each other and i i could see in that match when you were one nil down how for example harry kane was a real leader and was trying to calm mm. down calm everyone down and and you could see like a lot of lot of strength a lot of mental strength yeah and yeah. what i one thing i would say is that in this euro it, it turns out that that the, the, the teams win not individuals that is mm. the teams look at look at denmark how far they got look at italy and England, I think England belongs to that category too. It's like it's like what I said before about Denmark that they they were united by. I mean, they were obviously, probably a strong team already in the sense that they work together. But the what happened, I think, really did bring them all much closer mm. together. And you know, teamwork is what makes the dream work, isn't it? Uh, like <laughs> even, even even our team, I mean, the Czech Republic team, nobody would expect us to even get out of that group. Everybody thought it would be Scotland at our expense, mm. and we made it, and we, be, we even beat uh, the Netherlands in, in the last 16. So yeah, I, I forgot about that, yeah. I, I was it... disappointed after getting knocked out by Denmark, but overall, I have to say, uh, it was a good tournament for us, you know. Yeah. So, and again, we, we didn't have any stars whatsoever, no stars, just mm. a team, just, you know, everybody sort of working. Yeah. This is the thing, you know, football is a team, it's a game of two halves. But it's a it's a team it's a team sport, isn't it? And ultimately, the ones that do the best are the ones that work together as a unit, to, yep. regardless of the individual stars in the team. It's the the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, you know. And so when you've got like Mbappe and Griezmann and you know all these other stars, Pogba and stuff like that, who uh, individually have you know great rankings. But if you don't get them to work together, then it doesn't matter exactly. because um, it's, yep. it's about working as a unit. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, again, in the past with the England team, I always thought it wasn't a case of like, what's the best formation to win this game or the best tactics? It was, let's try and get all of the big stars in and then we'll just try and like put the, uh, for example, Paul Scholes, one of our greatest players was, was played on the left of midfield. Whilst now, I think Southgate makes some big, bold decisions. For example, last night, yeah. Grealish came on and he Absolutely took him off, amazing. which is a big, like a big thing. But he's just like, look, I, I don't care. Like we, the right we're here to, to win this game. I'm not here to like be nice to you or, or anything like that. We're here mm-hmm. to win this because we want to go to the final and we want to win, which I, I love that. That I love that myself. Yeah, because when you, when Grealish was is like, first of all, substitute. He's the super sub. Mm. which is like meaning the substitute that you bring on uh, who is going to bring something special and, and great, almost like a little mm. secret weapon or something. And Grealish is also the uh, the fans' favourite at the moment. Mm. Everyone's calling for Everyone Grealish all the time him, yeah. because he is exciting, he's unpredictable, and he wears his socks a little bit shorter than everyone else, and he's got a funny haircut. So, yeah, but, everyone loves Grealish. But um, I would say, actually, like he's an amazing player. He's great in Aston Villa, but... The the way he plays, he is one of those players that I feel like has a big ego. Like I I'm mm. hope I hope I don't get my I don't dig myself into mm. a hole or something. Mm. But the way he plays, it's just all about him, and that's that's how it's in Aston Villa. From what I've seen, he's great. He's amazing. Yeah, he deserves to be in the squad. He deserves to play. But I'm actually quite I'm I'm quite happy. Well, I say it as if I were an, an English fan, but. I think I, 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 I think what Martin is saying, 
it was the right decision. What um, yeah. So what, what, did. what I was suggest- what I was saying is just to just to kind of explain that just in case there are people who aren't you know fully familiar with him and and his role in the team that yeah that he's the substitute the idea for a football manager to bring on a substitute and then bring that substitute off and substitute him for someone else is kind of a confident move to make and a lot of people would kind of say oh that's ridiculous you can't substitute a substitute this is a terrible decision and also all the people in the crowd calling for Grealish 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 wanting yeah. that kind of excitement on the pitch but Southgate made the wise decision uh, to remove Grealish for strategic purposes mm-hmm. because we didn't need him on that in the in the team at that moment we needed a more defensive uh, team to well, hold on to our um, although i must admit as well the the game did go into extra time so he got brought on in normal time so and i actually read that he played more than like most of the other subs because he was the first sub to come on and i think he still played longer than the other one so if we're talking minutes but it is still always an embarrassment and there's always like this rule in football if you sub someone on you can't sub them off because it's like too embarrassing so you just basically leave them on and hope for the best while southgate because it's embarrassing for the individual it's embarrassing for the player you mean yeah yeah definitely the truth is it had 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 denmark scored a goal and equalized yeah i think you would be looking at it differently now as well. um, uh, of course yeah, that course. that's that's how football works though isn't it yeah. then maybe yeah maybe if they if he had left grealish on and denmark had scored then people maybe would have said that he should have taken grealish off that's yeah, exactly. but the, the only way that you can make the right decision is if you win the match and that's what happened so yeah, uh, yeah have, have you heard the the remake of the classic atomic kitten song for southgate i've been singing that a lot i was singing that a lot in rome that um looking back at when we first met i cannot escape and i cannot forget southgate you're the one you still turn me on football's Football's coming coming home home again again. Yeah. <laughs> um, Amazing. Atomic we, we, Kitten have actually sung that now. They, they actually sang that uh, recently. I, I was watching it. It's brilliant. They should re-release it. It would go to number I think, one. It would I think do. they actually will. It, yeah. So, okay, we, look, we can't talk about this all forever. We've got to kind of, there's loads of other things we could talk about, and I would love to talk about them more. I would love, for example, to discuss whether It's Coming Home is actually a terrible song or not. I'd love to discuss whether it, it, it like English fans singing it, is somehow arrogant. The idea that uh, football coming home is, is an arrogant thing, which, you know, people have said. Um, I'd love to discuss all the ins and outs of that. I'd love to talk more about uh, diving and the behaviour of players on the pitch and all the other things, all the other games and teams and stuff like that. But we can't keep doing this forever. Um, we'll just have to stop exactly. now. Yes. Uh, but it's been it's been good fun, guys, talking to you about this. Uh, it's been a good excuse to just talk about it, football exactly. uh, for a while. And I hope that our uh, viewers and listeners have also enjoyed this. Do you have any any sort of like final words or anything? Um, what do you reckon? You put me on the spot there. I've put you on the spot completely. I'm putting you on the spot again. But, I have to um, say, it's been a fantastic tournament and there, there are some cons. Like, I don't think it should it should happen like this in a lot of different places. It's ridiculous. I agree. Some teams have to travel more than the others. It's just not fair and all that. Mm. But despite that, there are a lot of positives. And my, fi- my final words would be after the lockdown and the coronavirus madness, this is something that 
actually lifted a lot of people's spirits. You know, personally, I forgot about all the bad stuff that has been happening for a month, okay? When we got knocked out, right? It's it's back, but I I have been enjoying myself a lot. And, you know, it's it's what football does. It's why we all love it. Yeah. I, I, I it's like coming it. home. It's coming. I'm not going to do that. Martin, do you have any final words? Um, well, Zenik stole my answer. I thought I was going to be the like the one with the like philosophical answer of that it's lifted everyone's spirits, which I, I totally agree with. Um, and yeah, I'm just echoing what Zenik said. It's been a great tournament, and especially as an England fan. I mean, win or lose on Sunday, like the fact that now. I, like well, after Sunday, after Sunday, I will have seen England in a final. For me, is is a is a massive, massive thing. I also, as we mentioned, got to see England play a match which I wasn't expecting at all at the beginning of the tournament, which again was a absolutely unbelievable experience. Um, so yeah, w- whatever happens on Sunday, like this, I will look back at this. In the same ways that I kind of look back at like Euro '96, like a great period of my life, yep. yeah, because of football, because that's what that's what it can do. So, yeah, whatever happens, it's it's been a great tournament. So, yeah, do you think too. if you win, Luke, do you think that Gareth Southgate, your manager, will uh, get knighted? Oh, without without a doubt. Sorry oh. to turn that, but without a doubt. Oh God, yeah, of course, yeah, of course, he's going to get knighted. Yeah. Wonder if anyone else will. Depends what happens in the final. But yeah, if we win, yeah, he's Harry bound Kane, to get knight. He's bound to get knighted and brought into the whole um the whole honours system in some way. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure. Um I mean I'm still waiting for David Beckham. Like, let's just like get it over and done with now. Everyone knows it's it's gonna be every time the camera goes to him, I just think, God, that man is so cool. You um, can't you can't give someone a knighthood for just looking good in a suit. Ah, I think you can. But when you look as good as him, I think you can. Um, but no, he's just a, he's just a great guy as well. Like he's all like I mean, when there was like the Olympics. Bid. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can't give a knighthood to someone who's just a great guy. Well, I mean, <laughs> my mate like, Steve is a great guy. He's not being given a knighthood. How good does he look in a suit though? Because yeah, yeah. Bex is a great guy. Looks great in a suit, and I mean, he has done lots of other things as well. Uh, I just want to quickly mention actually, during the Germany game, there was David Beckham next to Ed Sheeran. And like David Beckham just looks like so and Ed it was just like I actually thought if I was Ed Sheeran, I would have just said, you know what, I'm just gonna sit somewhere else actually, because I don't want to be like like me next to you. <laughs> to be honest, it was a bit like a, a little clip from Lord of the Rings for a moment, you know, like when they're in um in uh uh Rivendale Rivendale. It looked like uh, a, a an elf looked standing next to a, <laughs> exactly. a dwarf or a troll or something. <laughs> like David Beckham's this beautiful like elf you know like just light yeah. shining off his skin oh, and then there's little <laughs> little uh ed little ginger ed sheeran he's like he's like a little hobbit or something it's just <laughs> wonderful i agree yeah all right well gentlemen um yeah let's just hope for a good entertaining game exactly and, may uh, the best always. team win yep exactly all right then guys thanks a lot for this and speak to you both soon in some way speak to you soon cheers everyone Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.